If you always wondered what a movie starring Jeff Goldblum and his future ex-wife Gina Davis would be like, then tune in. Music. Oh, we're watching The Fly? Wait, are they in The Fly together? <laughs> They're in yeah. three movies together. That <laughs> oh. we're watching Earth Girls are easy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Music. Welcome to the New World Pictures podcast, where we are endeavoring to watch every single film released by the <laughs> New World Pictures. <laughs> Mark was shaking his head the entire opening. I just think maybe we should rethink this whole plan. Can we just, can we have a, I think we need to do an offsite and just talk about this. Just maybe this, maybe this goal of watching every yeah. movie released by New World Pictures is one we should rethink. Yeah. The goals are mm-hmm. off. The mission statement's off. Our values mm-hmm. are crap. I mean, every, hey, com- I love crap. Co- <laughs> companies right? Right, always, guys? companies frequently need to pivot. And yeah. I'm just saying this might be a pivot moment. <laughs> it's too late. We're recording. We're in. I'm Ryan. With me as always is Mark. I, I don't want to be here. <laughs> and Erica. I've never wanted to be here more. Yeah. <laughs> Two different energies and me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And tonight we are discussing, for better or for worse, 1985's. Transylvania 65,000. It began as a routine assignment. Transylvania. Where is that? I don't know. It's over there someplace. But beneath the surface. Transylvania is cute. It's cute. Of this happy land. Ah. Horror awaits them. Ah. I'm investigating Frankenstein. You mean the monster? And a terrible secret lurks in the shadows. I'm terribly sorry. We thought you were an animal. He is. Now they're discovering the truth. Did you see Dracula? Yeah, yeah, when it first came out. About the creatures of the night. Shut up, you low life. I'm low. I'm low. The curse of the undead. Did you want to hurt me? Hurt you? No. Bite you? The terror of the full moon. Oh, yeah, I'm going into town. And the monster that science created. Full house. But could not destroy. Does this hurt? Does this hurt? Good. Everything hurts. Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Ed Begley Jr. Hi, ladies. Joseph Bologna. Oh. And Gina Davis. Tell me you want me to. <laughs> For a good time, call. Transylvania 6, 5,000. <laughs> it's good, huh? Yes. <laughs> it's oh. good, huh? It's good. Uh, like, you don't. <laughs> Joseph Bologna gets higher billing than Carol Kane? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's right. Boy. Yep. 
That's right. Boy, oh he boy. does so in Transylvania, six five thousand, sponsored by American Express and Diners <laughs> Club. <laughs> uh, we accept no other card. Mm-hmm. That's right. Corporate cards only. <laughs> this movie is written and directed by Rudy DeLuca, who also directed the 1978 comedy special Peeping Time. But spent most of his career either writing or acting in Mel Brooks movies. He co-wrote Silent Movie, High Anxiety, Dracula Dead and Loving It, Life Stinks, you know, the hits. Yeah, but I would argue <laughs> the other half of that co-writing wrote all the funny shit. This guy, oh, oh, yikes. Oh, uh, just calm down, everybody. It's a joke. I know a lot of those movies that I just listed are somebody's favorites. Just relax. Hey, He's got a great career. Especially favorite. Life Stinks. Everyone yeah, loves that's Life That's someone's stinks. favorite. Um, <laughs> and uh, DeLuca also plays the guy that they think is a werewolf, but he just turns out to be a horn dog that hooks up with his lady friend in the bushes. Nice. That's also yeah. DeLuca as well. Nice. Who wanted to show off his ass. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, he says in the commentary that he did show his ass, Mm -hmm. but they cut it. Yeah. Because they couldn't get a PG rating that way. But he did show it. He did do it. Uh, Yeah, the ass is what tips the scales. Exactly. Exactly. Not some of the other stuff. They were like, how do we say we don't want to watch, we don't want to see your ass? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This stars one of our better casts, like an incredible cast. Um, Jeff Goldblum, who's coming off of Buckaroom Banzai, The Big Chill, and Silverado the same year. Oh. And also, he will be in later in New World's Beyond Therapy. We Ooh. really get a unique slice of Jeff Goldblum's yeah. filmography yeah, in this seriously. podcast. Interesting. Um, Ed it's Begley a thin, Jr. thin slice. Thin, thin slice. Paper yeah. thin. Paper thin. Just how we like it. Ed Begley Jr., whom everybody remembers from Cockfighter. Ugh. But also, at the time, he was in St. Elsewhere. And who also was in New World's Meet the Applegates. So, again, another interesting another thin, thin slice. slice. Uh, as Mark mentioned, Joseph Bologna is also in this. He was in Blame It on Rio, My Favorite Year. And he was a close friend of the director who had oh. worked with him on a bunch of stuff before. So, uh, But he was actually not his first choice. Actually, uh, Joseph Bologna was New World's choice. Oh. So they asked him. And so he said, yeah, well, I know him very well. We're good friends, so I'll call him. So he called him and asked him to be in the movie. But yes, at this point in time, Joseph Bologna is top billing over Ed Begley Jr. Because Ed Begley Jr. is just on St. Elsewhere at this yeah. point. So even though he had a career that started in the 70s. but Aren't you guys sad that um, EBJ never stuck for Ed Begley Jr.? Yeah. Or is it just me that fills that sorrow? EBJ? Yeah. EBJ. Mm-hmm. EBJ. Is, EBJ. I'm I'm well, they make that's maybe what they use around the house at the oh, Begley yeah. Jr. home. <laughs> the BJ. I hope they all go by Begley Jr. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the Begley Juniors, not just him. Uh we should also mention Gina Davis, uh, who is fresh off of Fletch and a few years prior, Tootsie. So this is mm-hmm. still very early on in her career. She had to audition God, I for love this Gina movie. Davis. Oh. Here's where you can watch this movie. It is on Amazon Prime and Tubi. It's also a, there's a Blu-ray from Kino Lorber, which is how we watched it. Mm-hmm. Mark, where did you watch it? I watched the same Blu-ray, not your Blu-ray, but the Kino Lorber <laughs> Blu-ray. I what? didn't like. What? I didn't. Where's? I wondered where that Blu-ray is. <laughs> I'm right behind you. <laughs> hey, Mark. No. Do you want to sit by us instead of behind no, us? No, no. I prefer to sit behind you. <laughs> oh, I, I like it this way. Fair, fair. 
Um, now this was Erica's pick. So yeah. Erica, you have to tell us why Transylvania six five thousand. Um, the box just looked fun. Uh, yeah, good poster. Rec- great poster. I immediately recognized Jeff Goldblum and EBJ, so I was excited <laughs> to see a movie with the two of them in it. Did you think EBJ on the poster was Jeff Daniels? (laughs) (laughs) Briefly. And also sometimes I mix up names. So, you know, there's that. Okay. An inside joke just for us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just for us. (laughs) But yeah, it just looked fun. It it looked very different from, um, we haven't really reviewed a horror comedy in a while. Maybe... We just did Hellraiser not too long ago. (laughs) (laughs) This does not strike a balance. There's very little horror and there's almost a lot of comedy. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 12 year old Erica and middle aged Erica (laughs) loved this movie. Okay. Wow. Wow. It's out there. It's out there. It's out there. She said it. She said it. I, oh. on several occasions, laughed out loud. So mm-hmm. there you go. Now yep. everybody knows where my tastes land. Yep. I, in several occasions, almost threw this disc out into the street. <laughs> oh, God, don't. <laughs> Throw it to me like a Frisbee and I'll catch it. Don't. It's our disc. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that, you jerk. That's the only thing that stopped him. He was like, well, it's their disc. He's like, technically, it's not mine, so I won't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we there this is going to now be a dissertation in Transylvania 65000 between you and I Erica. Oh no. We are now good. Yeah. This is like we're back in debate class. Yeah. I was about to say this That's is what's uh, going to happen. This is debate okay? club right okay. here. Because if there was ever a movie that sounded more like it was written by people in 10th grade drama class, it's this movie. Right. Those are my people, Mark. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was in 10th grade drama class, and I know the quality of writing that we put out. <laughs> yeah, right. I loved it then. I love it now. <laughs> I was in 10th grade drama class, and what I spent that year doing was studying the literature of my peers. <laughs> <laughs> That's exclusively what I did. All right, let's get into what this movie is about. Mark, let's start with you. What's this movie about? Uh, it's about the physical and mental dangers of drinking espresso. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Erica, what is this movie about? Well, it's about a lot of different things because it does cover quite a few different plots. But sure is. Yeah. The, main, the main takeaway for me is that, um, you know, you're a different person at work than you are in real life. So, like, mm. say, for example, when you're in your lab, you mm-hmm. can be a very intense Sure. Person who intends to harm and has, you know, uh, you know, is not using positive intent. And then as soon as you step away from work, you're just lovely. You're lovely. You're great to be around. You offer people coffee. So, uh, you know, for me, it was that. It was also just, you know, Transylvania, I think, looks like a really charming place to visit. You can walk it faster than you can drive or carriage it. Learn that. <laughs> you, yeah. you cut through the woods on foot, you can get anywhere in no time. So, I mean, I can't. Or lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. wait to visit, to be honest. They have a lot of toy trains. <laughs> you take a toy train to get there, actually. Yeah. You ride a toy train. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what's this about? Help us. Be the tiebreaker. Help us, Ryan. I thought this was actually a really um, 
dramatic and searing indictment of people's attitudes towards plastic surgery. <gasps> oh, mm. yeah. This really cut. Yeah. If you mind me mm. using that word, cut deep. <laughs> really said something. But also, Transylvania sure is a wacky place. Isn't it? <laughs> I can't wait to go. I come can't... come for the history and stay for the red herrings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got plenty of them. I can't wait. I want to go there. Uh, let's see what Letterbox said. We're on Letterbox. Find us there and give us a follow if you can. This is what Letterbox has as a synopsis for Transylvania 65000. Two reporters travel to a strange castle in Transylvania to investigate the apparent reappearance of Frankenstein and encounter the sensitive wolfman, <laughs> the horny, which I think is a bit of a spoiler and yeah, not exactly true. Yep. The horny vampirus Odette and a whole cast of other weirdos. And that is true. There is a huge cast in this. Yeah. Giant. Yeah. Though yeah. I did not realize her name was Odette until I was on mm. at least my second viewing. I, I, I mean, did not realize. I remember there's some screaming about Odette and I'm like, who's Odette? Yeah. I'm learning the, that now, to be honest. Yeah. So. It's not. That's not very clear. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's not too far off. I mean, I take umbrage with them calling them weirdos, but, you know. <laughs> I could have. I think they could have just put colorful characters, colorful, sorry, colorful, hilarious characters. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this movie is another uh, sort of half entry into the new world white titles over black Hall of Fame, <laughs> <laughs> which it starts with and then mm -hmm. it goes away from. So it continues yeah. the rest of the credits, but it gives us at least the start that so we can feel so we can go. Oh, yes. A new world movie. Oh, good. In our opening scene, we meet our two main characters, of course, Ed Begley Jr. and Jeff Goldblum. And EBJ. They, EBJ. I'm sorry, EBJ, uh, um, who are reporters. And what I found to be a really f a fun twist on a familiar scene, um, as they are being sold on a story by their editor, who's played by Norman Fell, who was Mr. Roper on Three's Company, and, and the Ropers. Let's not forget mm -hmm. that, too. Uh, uh, instead of the other way around, it usually is like, hey, boss, I got the story. And he's like, no, you can't do it. He's like, please, you got to give this. Give me this assignment. Said so he's pleading with them to take this story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, because he's asking them to make up a story <laughs> yeah. because it sells papers, which is so <laughs> weird because like media would never do that today. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this is a tabloid, Mark. This isn't a real newspaper. I this thought it was a newspaper newspaper. This is how real newspapers work. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a newspaper newspaper. I don't know. I was no, already it, it, like, it is a it's a tabloid. It's I a tabloid. was already thinking, God, I should I'd really love to watch the Ropers. <laughs> <laughs> one scene in. Norman Fell is great for his Actually, one, no, I, I'll his, be honest. His two scenes, let's say. He's only in this he shot for a whole day. I sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I will say in the opening Damn you. the opening part of this movie, <laughs> I was in. I, I liked the fact that uh uh well, I'll say uh, Jay Gold wasn't down with yeah, the story, but I EBJ like was totally in. Sure. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, it was the only time that I felt the two of them had decent chemistry. Mm. Like the rest of the movie, I'm like, why are you guys friends? I don't understand how you're friends. There's a couple other moments, but yeah, they don't, but also they don't arguably, they don't get a lot of moments together. Yeah. No. They're always interacting with other people as we will and see. And are they friends? Because I thought they were just coworkers. They are. No, they've friends. been friends They're... for like 30, 30 years or something like that. 
because they mentioned that they mentioned that they've known each other for 30 years oh Oh, that's news to both of us look at somebody who took a deep dive looks like you liked it more than you thought (laughs) i was also so they 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 set off to go to transylvania and i thought there's so much to this travel story that could have been covered because they obviously had two flight layovers because they show the plane take off, which is obviously a Lockheed L-1011. Then oh. they show the plane flying in the air, which is a 747. Mm-hmm. And then it what then it shows the plane landing and it's a it's a Boeing 757. So I'm like, sure. okay, you Three had two planes. layovers. What mm-hmm. what happened in that in those wacky towns? God, then we could have seen, sh- yeah. Then they're shrunk to miniature size and get on a toy train. Correct. <laughs> and then they're on a bus. And somehow are lively. They're not mm-hmm. exhausted. Nope, not jet lag. Uh, presumably, yeah. they smell great. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they've packed curiously light. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm like, I, I let's rewind. I want to see this journey. What was it like on the plane? Did they fly coach? Was this business class? What was happening? Yeah. Uh, I, well, they were given point, a lot right? of tickets. Yeah. They were given a whole lot of tickets. Yeah. I mean, so I would say that the four or five days, I guess, presumably it took them to get to Transylvania. Maybe they were refreshed by the time they got there. Yeah. Yeah. And immediately they get off the the bus and Jay Gold finds a woman that he wants to immediately immediately hit on. Immediately. Um, But with that hair at that time. mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm not blaming him. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Um, that is uh, Teresa, Teresa Ganzel, who is playing Elizabeth. Um, she was uh, had a small role in My Favorite Year, which was executive produced by Mel Brooks. Uh, she was also in National Lampoon's movie Madness and The Toy. Mm-hmm. And later after this, she was in the TV soap opera parody Fresno. Oh. It was a miniseries that was on TV. Quick question about Goldblum's journalistic ambitions. Does he really think working for a tabloid is going to land him as a foreign correspondent for a major newspaper. Again, with that is that hair, what he says? Yes. Is that why he's he, doing this? He's yeah. He was saying like, oh, I should be overseas. I should be doing these different assignments. Why am I doing this job? Well, I don't know. I mean, he gets there and immediately starts hitting on someone. So I think he's abandoned <laughs> really yeah. doing that great of job. He he's obviously figured shit. out in the five day journey. He's like, oh no, this isn't going to amount to anything. So I might as well have a good time. He also recognizes that this is a mother who. She, they just got off the same bus. Presumably, they're both. They both traveled to Transylvania, mm-hmm. and he, his her, her daughter takes off, and she just says, "Now run along, but don't go too far." If if you landed in a foreign country, would you just let your kids go sprinting off into the town square? And you just <laughs> I mean, like, as long as they didn't go don't... too far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's this is the <laughs> 1980s. Totally different. Yeah. Totally, so then, totally different. different. So then Jay Gold asks EBJ to play with the little girl. Mm-hmm. And the mom does not freak out when she looks over and sees yeah, her correct. eight-year-old daughter swinging around, like being yeah. swung around by some strange dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. swinging her by the arm, like hands. Yeah, under like hands doing helicopter rides yeah. in the town square. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what a charming place. People <laughs> yeah. just grab your child by the hands and spin them. <laughs> spin them against their will. Oh, I mean, a, a charming and scary. <laughs> so maybe you know what you're right. I take back. This movie is terrifying. 
<laughs> horror. That's the horror part. That's, that's the, horror the horror part right there. Watch right out there. for your children. <laughs> I do love though that Goldblum is immediately off the bus and is like, "Wow, wow, wow, Daddy like <laughs> me likey." <laughs> and it's like she also has a kid, and he's like, so "No what? worries, yeah. I am down. No I don't problem. care. No problem." Um, we also we, but as soon as we get there, like. What I also love is that they're supposed to investigate a story. He immediately sees a girl. And we are just treated to a variety of wackadoo characters instead of getting to the plot. This movie is so good at setting up an instant plot. Like, here's your plot. Here's the thing. Here's the story. Go. Go, go, go. We travel. We get there. And it's like, now slow down. Because yeah. we've got a lot of people to meet. Mm-hmm. We've got our mayor who uh, hilariously just can't remember any of his American sayings correctly. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Just, <laughs> how do you say, how you say, how you say in America? Oh, so funny. <laughs> really Crazy. Great. Never gets old. Crazy stuff that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that Transylvania. Plus, we also get the townspeople. Oh, the townspeople who just love to laugh about Frankenstein, mm-hmm. uh, but secretly despise the idea of Frankenstein and are horrified that such a thing could exist. Secretly, at the end, grossed out, want to keep that buried. <laughs> <laughs> but also hilarious. What well, a wacky town. Oh, so wacky. Uh, then we finally get to, uh, this will also confuse me too, because I know Goldblum says this to her. I'm not staying in this hotel. I'm staying in another hotel. But also, why? Why are you both staying at different hotels? You're already here. You're in the lobby. Just stay here. Why they had to make it two different locations, I don't know. But anyway, they did. I don't know. So when they get to their hotel, we're 13 minutes into this film. Right. <laughs> and they're yeah. checking into their hotel. Yeah. And here's where I think, and now we have both of you guys on an opposite sides of this film. And I feel like this is a line of demarcation for Transylvania 65000 because when they go to check into their hotel, they are greeted by Michael Richards of Seinfeld fame mm-hmm. as Feos, who at this point, he's more known as a cast member on the sketch show Fridays, which lasted for three seasons. And he had actually been in an improv group with Ed Begley Jr. for a short period as well. So they've known. Jay was in an improv group. Yeah, they know each other from uh, LA Valley College, and so they've known. Yeah, so they've known each other for a little bit. And uh, actually, Jeff Goldblum and Jeff uh, and Jeff Daniels. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ed Begley, EBJ. They've known each other as well for Mm. a good long while as well. Jeff Daniels and EBJ. Uh, yeah, and Jeff Daniels is friends with everybody. He knows <laughs> everybody. Soul Seems is nice. like the well nicest connected. guy. Well Very nice guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, the nicest. May I help you? Hi, um, this is Mr. Harrison. I'm Mr. Turner. Yes, you are expected. answers the door with a little doll yeah so what are your thoughts 
Do you want the <laughs> what do you want? The good news I, or the bad I, news? I, I want all want I want all with? the news. I this is a journalistic with? story of integrity and I want to know it all. All right, I'll start. Look, I love this movie. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm going to say it repeatedly tonight. <laughs> but that scene with Michael Richards bringing the doll out to answer mm-hmm. the door was oh. too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> made oh. zero sense. Oh. It, it made no sense at all. Sure. I hated it. it. Even it wraps up with him going like, I don't know. This is dumb. Even he gives up on it. So it's, yeah, good, he tries huh? to, it's good. Really huh? good. He tries to flash the doll. Yeah. Wee wee to them. Right. I'm like, I just what it, the hell yeah. is happening? That's yeah, it's unnecessary. Would it surprise you that the entire bit was improvised? No, it would no, not. of course it wouldn't. I it absolutely was improvised. The fact that they kept it in the movie is the part that yeah. surprised me. That's what was yeah. gonna be my follow up. Yeah. Was yeah. that surprising? Yes, yes, because <laughs> yes. Michael Richards' controversial thought isn't funny, so oh, he, yeah. I'll save yeah. it, but okay, you know, okay, yeah. I'll well, save it for things we love, things we hated. Yes, but. yes, okay. We might all land on that same. We might all be in the same <laughs> island yeah. on that one. Was that part of the reel that he sent to Seinfeld? <laughs> Oof, maybe, yeah. maybe. Hmm. Second follow question: Do you think he brought that uh, mannequin with him to the audition? Yeah, I think he just had it. I think he just had it. I brought him to Seinfeld. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably yes <laughs> probably we also then meet radu and loopy who mm-hmm. are also servants in this hotel and are in charge of the food i guess did you know radu has a hump on his back no <laughs> never no no that is not that uh, was a that re- is a thing that is brought up a lot and is that was a there? reveal at the end of the movie that i was like wow i never yeah. noticed that in the director's commentary for the disc, he talks about how he wanted him to have a hump, but decided he wasn't going to actually put a physical hump on him and he would just act it. And so oh then there's God. a scene later where Radu is just cleaning a mirror uh-huh. and he's standing straight. Yeah, he's fine. Standing yeah. totally straight. And even the director at some point goes, oh, he's kind of standing up without his hump, isn't he? Yeah. Like, well, you didn't make him wear one. Well, but he, the director also was completely cool with totally unintelligible dialogue between Loopy and Radu. Yeah. Their, it, our introduction to them, yeah. you're like, are they married? Is she, mm-hmm. an, is, is, is she just annoying the shit out of him? Mm-hmm. What is happening in their relationship? I'm busy now. I'm busy now. Okay, I'll get ready. I need the grapefruit. What do you want? The grapefruit. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. All right. All right. I'll get it. We just need three. Four. Three. Four. Five. Six. Okay, then we get the balls. Is she not very smart? Is she just effing with him? Mm -hmm. It's so unclear. And also... My two favorite characters of the entire movie. Yeah. I, I, was just say, I thought if we, we could have just held on them yeah. for a half hour longer, I no. would have, have a different view of this movie. I'm not kidding. I yeah. found I something about them so captivating. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. I honestly do think like the scene, and I'm with you, and I watched that scene like a couple times today. That scene again, improvised, them in the kitchen preparing the food. And it plays like an old vaudeville scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet the two of them are like completely watchable. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I have to say, a lot of it has to be for me, at least, is Carol Kane, because I'm just, oh, I just she's think she's so, so great. I found it very relatable because I felt like it was just looking in a mirror and watching Ryan and myself. Sure, of course. And it must be what people feel like when they watch us. Like, are they speaking their own language? Right. Are Are is, they married? Are they married? Is <laughs> she going to be okay? Is she... Is he just annoying the shit out of her? <laughs> <laughs> Is she messing with him? Like, there's a lot. There was a lot of parallels. But again, they, they improvised that whole scene. And why does she keep note, handing him a pasta strainer? Oh, it was the best. See if you think this is going to make this easier for you to understand their relationship. In that, um, apparently, the director wanted Carol Kane's character to be like dirty and grubby, and she has like she's got spider webs in her hair, spiders, and she's just like kind of gross and nasty. And Carol Kane did not want to play it that way. She was like, yeah. Nah. But that's what he wanted. That was his vision. Does that, if it was that, would their relationship make more sense? No. No. Yeah, I no. don't think it would uh-uh. change anything. No. It doesn't change anything. So I'm anything. on Carol Kane's side because I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that adds any clarity. At no point was her outfit the part that was confusing me. Yeah. Right. I think, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't look I wasn't at her like, hair and go, I would, oh, I, I would get this if your hair was different. No, right. it was like, I yeah. still was like, I don't know what is going on. And I love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is spoiler. My favorite scene of the entire. Oh, Radu is by the way is played by John Biner, who had hosted the Canadian sketch show Bazaar and had appeared in Strucker Ace and voiced Gurky in the Black Cauldron, which he does for a moment in this film. Oh. Shut up! Now you're supposed to get it good. You're gonna get it good. Wait, wait. Your favorite dish is Believe me. My favorite. Look what I've got. Come on out. Here's a lovely juicy. Yeah! Oh, great prince. Give poor starving Googie munchings and crunchings. Nice apple. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol Kane, of course, is coming off of taxi at this point. And mm-hmm. I one thing I did have a question about. Does she want to have sex with her husband? Is she into her husband? Or does she just want to annoy her husband? Oh, I can answer that. Um, you know, it's a bit of both. I'll tell you from my own experience, it's a bit of both. Okay, it's good. a bit of both. Good. It's a bit of both. I'm really... Sometimes the foreplay is in the annoyance and the button pushing, you know? Mm. It's part I'm, of it. It's I'm glad I asked that question because it added a lot of clarity for me personally. <laughs> Should I leave? Just... I'm, I don't I'm fine. Know. Do, you, do you want to weave? Do you want to weave more? <laughs> um, was that Carol Kane? Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. Kane. Okay. I just want to be sure. I didn't know if you were doing a, a just a Michael Richards, one of his several voices. Oh, how dare you? Oh. <laughs> I love the variety of Transylvanian accents we get in this too. Oh, don't, don't yeah. I mean, like, there's not a single the accent. Yeah. There's oh. there everywhere. Everyone knows Transylvania is a melting pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to get a lot that. of accents. Everybody knows That's that. That's true. Everybody they melted into one town square. That's right. That's right. So r- right after this scene where we're introduced to Loopy and Radu, this is we're at 21 minutes in when. Faos is asking EBJ to smell the milk that's in the vial and smell everything. Yeah. He's just asking him to smell everything. And at this point is when Jay Gold has completely decided, like, I'm I'm giving up. Because he's 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 breaking character and smiling yep, through that whole laughing. scene. Yeah. But he also has a look on his face like, 
I don't have to try much harder in this movie. Like I know where yeah. I'm, I know where this is going. Yeah. Would it surprise you again that that was all improvised? No. Nope. Mm-mm. What's, what would surprise me is if you told me which part of the movie was scripted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just tell you that most of Michael Richards' stuff was like bits that he brought with him, props he brought with him, or he found and bought and asked to use. A lot of his stuff was improvised and he, the director just let him go because they're like, this guy's hilarious. Do whatever you need to. That scene where he must ask him to smell everything, I just thought looking at Goldblum, I'm like, this must have played great in the room. What had to have? Like, had that's the thing. If have. you think of it outside of it and they're just like, let him go, that had to just be hilarious. I don't know. I think it's I think it works. <laughs> it's still hilarious, right? <laughs> I'm thinking about it right now and I'm cracking up. <laughs> you want cream? It's good. You cream? No, 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 thank you. No, no, smell is good. I can smell it. It's fresh. Take it out of there. No, but it smells good. Thank you. No cream? Hey, sugar. You like this good? It's nice. Huh? Very nice. You smell that? Yeah. Smell it. It's good. Mmm. Huh? Yeah. This good. Smell this. Smell everything here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you smell this. Smell the glass. But I would be remiss not to bring up the fact that we also have Gina Davis entering the movie. Mm. But she enters... Uh, uh, and is interested in EBJ and wants to get with him. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. That's her main goal. That's her that's goal. It. That's why she's there. It's she's looking like a real babe in the whole thing. She's look. Yep. The uh, outfit was drawn by the director and given. He did a drawing of it and gave it to his costume uh, designer. And she made that outfit for her. And they also asked her in the audition to do a. Um, Bella Lugosi. So they asked him to do her to do a Bella Lugosi voice, which I didn't really hear in the movie. Did you? No. I mean, she tried to do a little bit of an accent, but I thought it was just funny. It just made me laugh at how bad she was at it. Cause like accents are hard. So a lot of people can't do them. <laughs> like a lot of people are not good at accents. So now, who, who are you talking about? Other people. I mean, Gina Davis, you know, other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not me. I'm skilled at accents, so I can't. Relate, we all know but, how good your accents you know. are. Yeah. I, any, I, any... she, she's immediately so turned on and in love because she says in love with Ed Bagley, EBJ, and I, I, I just what? Maybe it's because I just expect her to always be romantically involved with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Maybe that threw me off. Same. But I why just was, I was like, table. I'm not sure how this has happened. I don't know why him. What What did he yeah. do? Well, to, to, to your point, by the end of this film, she does not leave with EBJ. <laughs> she leaves with Jeff Goldblum. So I can see a little bit, like in reality, in real life. Oh, in real, in life, real life. In their oh, real I'm like, life. Did I watch... Was there but another fast, ending to this movie? <laughs> yeah. but fast the director's it. cut. It's, a, yeah. it's another extra 25 minutes of Michael Richards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but fast forward to the end of the movie and spoiler alert, you find out that she's just a girl, like mm-hmm. a local girl that right. the doctor worked on. So I actually felt like then it worked that her accent was like kind of baloney and that she was really into this super pale blonde guy because it seemed like from the melting pot of Transylvanians that we saw, mm-hmm. they really ran the gamut, but they were mostly yeah. older people and people without teeth and people who had dark hair and or beards. Yeah. 
So, I mean, for this, you know, pale blondie to step in, she was like, yeah, yes, please. I will say that a friend of our friend of the show, uh, Tarek Davis, has been to Transylvania uh, for a show he did at the theater that we worked at. And he told us all about it. And he said the women in Transylvania are gorgeous. And the guys are all like, see, that tracks. Gina Davis, gorgeous. mm -hmm. The Transylvanian men, gross. EBJ, there's something about him. I don't know. I mean, I don't go for blondes, as you know, Ryan. Correct. Yeah. If his hair was gray, who knows? Watch yourself, EBJ. (laughs) Watch yourself, Begley Jr. family. I'm coming here to break it up. (laughs) Um, We also need to talk about Dr. Malavakwa. Do we? So who is part of the investigation, the driving force of the investigation for nearly an hour because he doesn't show up till midpoint in the movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's Bologna, right? And that's Joseph Bologna. And yeah. Bologna. Can we just for a minute say my Bologna has a first name? <laughs> it's J-O-E-Y. <laughs> yes. I've been holding on to that. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Sure, he's never heard that before. (laughs) It's a shame that he didn't pick an industry that allows people to change their name to be whatever they (laughs) wanted to be. He could have made it. That's what I'm saying. He could have picked anything. Like if my last name was Bologna, I'm screwed. I'm never going to get around that. But Mm. he could have picked anything. He's never going to hear that song, Ryan. <laughs> no, he's it's true. He, he's yeah, he had he did song. pass on in 2017, so he will not hear that song. Oh. Perhaps his his family though oh. might are probably the listening. Bologna they, Junior family. They love to listen to anything about Transylvania Six Five Thousand. Joseph Bologna's favorite film, um, <laughs> and he is a mad scientist for real. It's the one red herring in this movie that's actually real. He yeah. actually is a mad scientist. Yeah. It was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Mark, your thoughts? Um, for a town that <laughs> is also uh, everybody is getting jazzed for the for the uh, wine festival. <laughs> there's a shocking amount of blue nun that's being drank by everybody, mm. <laughs> mm. which I can understand because blue nun hit its U.S. peak in popularity in 1984, 1985, which was when this movie came out. Uh, it was originally, and I'm going to totally say this wrong, uh, a it was a Liebfrauenmilch wine, mm-hmm. which translates. I think you could have said that wronger. into beloved ladies milk Uh, but it has now they have all they've rebranded recently and have all new varietals riesling gewurztraminer merlot cabernet a 24 karat gold edition non-alcoholic versions and Mm. just a box wine flavor but <laughs> they really run the gamut. Just box. They just say box. Just, box. Yeah. just, just box. blue blue nuns box. You just <laughs> drink out of that blue nuns box. Uh, um, oh. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to? But I would never think that a town who's known for their wine festival would like be so high blue nun. But sure. Um, I, I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> I think your question was probably more about uh, the scientist. But honestly, but you know what? I, that answer aligns perfectly with this movie. Yep. You know what? I asked a question well, and I well, got way more than I bargained for. And I'm confused how we got here. Guess what? So I think smell, Mark smell started this. out this movie not a fan. It is ending a fan. So. Smell this. 
Smell it. Smell this. Yes. Smell yes. it. Uh, smell this converted. blue nun's box. He's being converted. <laughs> it's good, so, right? It's good. No. no? Yeah. Oh, good. Everything I felt, hurts. I, I felt this was like a like a, a a lot of Borats. This is like pre-Borat. Oh my god! Do you think Sasha uh, Baron Cohen, Baron Baron Cohen, Cohen just watched this and took notes and then was like, "Could yeah. be. Very well, could be." I hope so, because then that would make me think he's funnier. Oh dear God! Oh man! <laughs> um, it, now it takes it takes some time to get this investigation and get us to, to the doctor. But uh, I think that the movie really picks up steam once Goldblum goes out on a date, and yeah. Elizabeth's daughter gets lost. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, frankly, again to Mark's point, she's very freewheeling with this. Very kid. lightly <laughs> parenting. Yeah, lightest, yeah. lightest parent. I mean, country. I'm kind of uh, jealous, but then in a way, you're like, wow, she's really just letting her da- daughter run around free. But of course, she gets taken. Yeah. And of course lesson. she does. And then yeah. she's like, oh my God, I should actually parent this kid. Correct. And that's when the, the pace to me really, really comes up. And the holes in the plot start becoming really hard to avoid because it's too late. It's too late now. We've got to get going and get to the end of this movie. Yeah. And But if you are into wacky, you are going to be fine. Yeah. You are going to be fine. This- plot holes? No problem. No problem. No problem. I mean, I, at times I would find myself frustrated and I was like, what am I getting frustrated at? Look oh, at this God. movie. I was This movie does not all. care at all about its own plot. I found it no. to be the best. So refreshing. I was just like, they abandoned their own yeah. plot. I'm in. I'm in yeah. for life. As you often say, Erica, keep it simple. Keep and it simple. and keep this it movie fun. is like, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't care about our plot. I, it we doesn't give keep a it shit. simple, though. Because in the end, in the end, and I'm not trying to jump to the end here, but I'll just, I have to say, in the end, they're like, oh, by the way, uh, this was also Transylvania. It was also Murder, She Wrote, colon, Transylvania 65000. And you should have been able to put together the pieces of this mystery. And now we know because... The, the because the fortune teller said this, I knew that the sun was this, and because and mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, when were we supposed to be the fucking <laughs> no, Angela no. Lansbury of this movie? When, no, I, I really now you're gonna say, oh, there was a mystery behind this whole thing. You should, but yeah. this wasn't fucking clue. God damn it, fuck! I hate this movie. Oh. <laughs> well, See, I a- on the other hand found the pylons hilarious, <laughs> and just like, of course, Wolfman has a gypsy mom. Why not? Why wouldn't he? I just felt like it was ridiculous and it was like they just did a Mad Libs at the end and they were like, these characters are connected. Can I get an adjective wrinkly? Can I, you know, like it just, I loved it. I I, I know what you're saying, Mark, because I felt the same way. Like that, the wild speech of Jeff Goldblum is to tell you about how mm-hmm. all of these creatures have been red herrings this entire time yeah. and actually everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. Happy ending. Um, that is... Uh, Classic that, tabloid that is, journalism. Classic well, tabloid journalism. On the journalism. way over to the wine festival, Joseph Bologna says, like, get in the car. I'll fill you in on everything. Yeah. So he gets told his journalism is this one guy saying, let me tell you everything, mm-hmm. which actually is not too far from journalism, if I think about it. And some guy <laughs> just giving him the goods on literally everything and him running to the town and going, I got it all. I have the whole story. I know yeah. what everything is now. But I missed that the first time, too. So I was like, when did he figure all this shit yeah. out? And it was a super long car ride because, as we saw, 
it's by foot is the way to go. Yeah, by yeah, foot. Faster is the way to by go. foot, but harder. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Not a grid. Transylvania is not on a grid system. Yeah. It's real. A lot of dead ends. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. But um, then as we learn, once he does reveal everything, uh, everybody's really happy. Only Transylvania, Transylvania, like, really hates ugly people. Yeah. Okay, now, do you all remember Ugly Hattie? This girl had been dipped in the ugly pond. Remember how she used to look? Show them. They hate ugly people. hate them. Yeah. Has real vendetta against them. Flip side, they love pretty people. They celebrate mm-hmm. gorgeousness. Pretty people, yay. Ugly yeah. people, get out of town. Mm-hmm. We do. So, can you, <laughs> while we're on the subject, uh, can we... Can someone explain to me the mummy situation? I couldn't. I couldn't if I tried. I do. You, can you explain the mummy? Yeah, situation? sure. The mummy situation um, was an ugly person who tried to kill themselves, like in a swamp, or you know, either the town tried to drown her, or she tried to drown herself. The doctor oh, saved yes. her, and he was essentially like his big experiment. So he really went for it. But why is she so surprised to have boobs? Now, she's ready to come out. She's beautiful. Wait. Wait, there's more. I also gave her a body lift. Zonkers. I never counted on the zonkers. I think because she probably had no boobs before it was maybe like a surfboard situation and or <laughs> and or so that's she, why they drowned her. They were like, you yeah. are too flat. Yeah. We have yeah. got too, to get rid of you. Uh-huh. No yeah. boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you guys, wow. You guys did Tarek explain that at all in his No, he never mentioned that. Like they yeah. hate anyone that's flat. They so. hate ugly ladies. <laughs> right. Ugly right. dudes they're fine with. Ugly wow, ladies. ugly dudes they have no choice but to put up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And frankly, they're Got in it. charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad I could explain that to you guys. And now, on top of that, seamless. Here comes my seamless transition to things we love and things we hated. Yeah, we're going to finally talk about the things we love and the things we hated about Transylvania 65000. Uh, Mark, what's something that you loved? Um... Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. We have the entire podcast. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Carol Kane. Carol Kane. There you go. He found there one. There you go. Yeah, he, he landed does. that plane. He landed three different planes. <laughs> yeah. Landed three different planes and took a tiny train to a bus. But I got there. Uh, no, I, she's, I really love Carol Kane in just about anything that she does. And I would be, if you were to ask me anything that she did that I didn't like, I'd be kind of hard pressed to point one out. And I, she's super entertaining in this. It's a little bit silly when they suddenly reveal the son at the end and have him stand up and you're like, where's this kid been this whole time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the whole town seems to hate this kid yet. We're introduced in the last five minutes of the movie that this kid exists. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's not Carol Kane's fault. 
And that also comes from the fact that the hump part is also extremely unclear. Yeah. And well, he doesn't, and the kid doesn't have a hump. The kid's just yeah, bent he over. He's, he's just he's, like well, bent right. over. If, yeah. I, if suppo- I do this su- with my shoulders, right. if I move my shoulders forward, does it look like I have a hump? I'm <laughs> no. just moving my, no, no, it doesn't. that's not a hump. That is just me moving my shoulders forward. You're preaching to the choir here, though. You needed to talk to the director of this movie, unfortunately. <laughs> Erica, what's something you loved? Oh, my God. Get ready. Here we go, guys. First of all, it has its own song. travel situation and it's just like just just like stock footage of planes taking off and flying and then it's a model train running on a track which i loved it was pretty ridiculous i mean i was in when it was jay gold and ebj if we're on if i'm honest sure it's got gina davis in like a vampire sexy elvira suit carol kane of course it's got dumb bits it's got puns galore i loved it I loved everything about it. Hmm. So, you, hmm. wow, yeah, I thought it was great, start to finish, great. Just gonna just point of clarity. You said I loved everything about it, so that means the Michael Richards character. You were well, we're not there you're, yet. You're... I loved everything about it, except for one small big okay. thing. Okay, I just wanted. <laughs> I, okay, I, I didn't know no. if like maybe. <sighs> Maybe we maybe we have a deeper problem we have to discuss. Yeah, yeah. I loved everything about it until until there's one thing. Yeah, so not yeah. so everything okay. is a little grand, is yeah. a little. It's a misnomer, really, because mm-hmm. it's not yeah. everything. Yeah, right. Because in the end, you find out all these like the Wolfman isn't really a Wolfman, and Frankenstein isn't really a Frankenstein. But Michael mm-hmm. Richards' character is just a fucking annoying piece yeah. of shit. Still annoying. Nothing's going to change Michael that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's no red herring in his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I I really loved uh, our two main leads, Goldblum and Begley Jr. Mm-hmm. They uh, do not get a lot of opportunities in this movie to be together, but when they are together, I found, especially in rewatches, the slight moments that they get, I really liked. They're doing sort of an old school uh, um, comedy duo thing. Um, as we'll learn in a little bit, that's what the director wanted. He initially wanted the more people that were more like a, a better comedic duo. And these two are finding their footing on such mm-hmm. a thing because they're not used to doing that per se. But even when they get out of the train or the bus, excuse me, at Transylvania, and they're like, look at this town. I expected something terrible. And look at it. It's cute. It's cute. Like there's funny. This like, like, oh, these guys are good. I like it. But we just... They never get we never get a chance to see that develop. We don't really get to see them go. That first scene, we get a good chunk of it. There's another scene, which I might mention in a bit, which we get to see a little bit more of their of of what could have been very funny interplay. But we just don't get a lot of it with them because Jeff Mm -hmm. Goldblum is also trying to have the romance. 
and Ed Begley Jr. is off doing the actual investigating. And so we don't get them together very often. And I actually think if we kept them together a bit more, you know, might have improved the movie just a bit more. Just <gasps> things you love. Tread lightly. Yes. So <laughs> they, I love them. I'm going to also say the gypsy breaking the table. <laughs> now, that's honestly fortune, the fortune teller. Fortune, fortune teller, teller, yes. Thank you. God, I'm sorry. Ryan, I'm sorry. The why did I laugh so hard at Gypsy? What does that say about me? <laughs> sorry. You thought the, that bit was funny? Whoa, well, here, here's the thing. The first time the fortune teller breaks the table, I was like, okay, this is a little silly. It's okay. It's kind of funny that a guy immediately comes in with a new table, but like, I'm like, eh. But honestly, the second time it happens and Jeff Goldblum tries to tip her up so it doesn't happen. <laughs> and then he tips her all the way to the back and then she goes straight into the table again like yet more force i was like okay all right okay thinking, all right i'm cracking you up know, just thinking about it it's it's a stupid bit but all right you got it's me on so that one dumb. okay oh it's the best and they didn't get me on much you got me on that got okay got things that. we hated mark with something that you hated um i mean i really Michael Richards character was just, it was just, he's so obnoxious and there's nothing likable about him. He's not funny. That whole bit with the mannequin is, is just, it's his character is when you want to look up the dictionary definition of the term cringe, that is his character the whole time. By, by, by mannequin, you do mean the little doll that he had, right? The, yeah, the but doll. it's, I mean, but it's a puppet, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's a, yeah I'm, when you doing. say mannequin, I think of the mannequin that they had in the uh, coffin instead of no, the no, Frankenstein no, no, character. No, no, no. So I don't mean like mannequin the movie, a mannequin. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like a little puppet, a little marionette, whatever the hell. Fuck, he's got his hand in it and it's just the baby, No noise and all that shit. It's, I, but I just, that was just really cringy, and he was in the movie way too much. Yeah, he, and he yeah. didn't need to be. He's, yeah. He doesn't he do anything. He added There's nothing. no. He adds. He there, nothing in the plot involves him. It's just terrible, terrible. Yeah, um, you know that's. I also that's that's also my thing, and I think we're gonna get Eric on the same page in a second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Michael Richards is. I mean, again, the the whole movie to me feels a little bit like a missed opportunity, at least for me. And it just felt like they were like, uh, and again, listening to the commentary, I can see that this is true. I felt like I felt watching the first time these, he just hired a bunch of funny actors and he just let them go nuts. And then he kept it all in. And I'm like, okay, I understand you want to let them play and do goofy stuff, but like you have to be more judicious about what you leave in (laughs) and the Mm -hmm. Michael Richards stuff. And a lot of it is like everybody seems to be doing their own thing mm-hmm. and it yeah. creates a situation where everybody's doing their own bit. And I don't know what, what exactly what the bit is. Even when it's two characters I really like, like we were talking about with uh, with uh, Radu and, and Lupi, I think. Is mm-hmm. that their names? Yes. Um, I still don't know what is their what is their comedic bit. What is the thing between them? Do does he hate her? Does she love him anyway? Do are they? It just I don't know. I it, I can't get it. Michael Richards even more so. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to be funny to this guy? You want this guy to find make them to find you funny? Is that what you want? I I I truly can't. I, and I've watched this a couple of times. I just don't know what he's trying to do, and I want to know it, uh, but I can't figure it out. And I, you know, this is a few years before UHF. And I feel like I dug him more. Now, it's been a long time. 
since I've seen UHF, but I feel like I like Michael Richards in that. And he's a little much in that too, mm-hmm. but he's way too much in this for me. I just yeah. really, I just couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Erica. No, that's my, that's my thing. Also. I loved everything except uh, Michael Richards. And I felt like it just, I, because you can't tell if he doesn't get it or that's the thing where it's like, to your point, Ryan, where you're just like, oh, you should see this guy. Like, he's hilarious. But it's just like an independent, hilarious thing that doesn't make any sense in the movie. I mean, I'm even thinking of kind of the ending scene where they are revealing the mummy and what she looks like now. And like, what does she used to look like? And he just starts making these silly faces. And it's like, it's not oh, even, he's just yeah. doing silly faces. Why? Right. Like, and to me, I'm like, they could have asked anyone to do that. Sure, and they should have right. probably asked a Carol woman Kane, to do yeah. it or Carol Kane yeah. to do it, like sure. to make the faces. Cause he's just kind of like, mm, like sticks his tongue out and does a cross eye. And I'm like, that's dumb. Like he literally allowed Michael Richards to do whatever he was wanting. And, and he, not just Michael Richards, but other actors too, but it ends up with everybody then doing their own thing and yeah. everyone's on their own wavelength and it doesn't mesh. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's like, what is everyone? Everyone's just like, Oh, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really come together. Yeah. There's other issues at play here for this movie too. A lot of it being the fact uh, of where they shot this and everything else, but we'll get that, uh, get to that in a second. Let's do our favorite scene. Mark, what was your favorite scene? I think I we maybe co- know. I already covered it earlier in the episode. And uh, I mean, even though you don't understand the relationship between loopy and red do, and when you're introduced, you're like, I don't get what's going on here. They, I don't feel like they overdo it in that scene. It, it, there's a certain, there is a nice subtlety to the joke. Mm-hmm. And they're so good at it that yeah. you're into it. I mean, part of why I kind of made fun of at the beginning that this, this plays off like a movie written by, you know, 15 year old drama, stu- drama class students. It's like, when you know that a script, I remember, uh, I remember writing uh, like a, a a little one act with people in my drama class. Tenth grade. And we had a lot of what? Tenth grade. In, tenth grade. Yeah, had to be tenth grade. In tenth grade, and I remember like all of us had really good bits, and so we all thought like, let's write this thing. It'll be really fun. And we just, when you go to put pen to paper, it just didn't work. Like we couldn't yeah. find the funny bits. So you, re- so we resorted to just each of us being the times 100th wackiness of what the character should be, hoping that just by being so over the top, you're at, it becomes funny. And I felt like this movie did a, so much of that. Like, like it was like, oof, boy, that scene did not work. Maybe instead of doing a rewrite, just try to do that crazier. But I thought that Loopy and Radu's, like their scenes, they, they were being more subtle, almost like maybe the writing wasn't better, but they knew how to play it better. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so it was that opening scene. I Again, I'd written in my notes, where's a movie with just them? Because I would sure. watch that movie. Sure. Yeah, they're her and she's not going for a whole lot of slapstick. So that's why it feels a little like she's got some energy going on that you're like, oh, I don't know what this is, but I kind of dig it. And she's not trying to do that thing where she's like, I am going to take this over the moon if I can get you to laugh. 
Yeah. She's like, I will make you laugh and I don't have to go over the moon. I don't have to have cobwebs in my hair. I'll figure this out on my own. I'll do it by myself. Mm. Um, Also have to say just real quickly to back up. Another thing I hated was the, and I almost never say this, and this happens in every particularly new world movies, but the ADR in this one was just like, I, I know that they're recording the sound later. That's what ADR is. It's we didn't get the sound clean at the time, so we have to do it later. But it feels like they have a guy saying a line and then all of a sudden they have an ADR line where he's just like this and he's right on top of the mic. <laughs> hey, everybody. This, and then this part of the line. OK, thank you. I mean, e- even to the part where like Michael Richards answers the phone and says the title of the film, it just. Transylvania 6000. That is ADR'd and sounds so, so badly. It just feels like, holy shit. Like the ADR in this just drove me bananas. And I'm like, I, there's, we've encountered so many movies that have bad ADR. That it's like, I can't believe that's the thing and it stuck out to me that badly, but really. Oh my gosh, drove me nuts. Erica, your favorite scene. It's hard to pick a favorite scene because as you guys know, subtlety <laughs> is not a part of my comedy Correct. either. No, of course not. So this movie really resonated with me. <laughs> I think probably my favorite scene that just thinking about it makes me laugh is in the laboratory where they're trying to write the ship and free the little girl. This is towards the end. And and um, EBJ is trying to get Odette, you know, Gina Davis to free him. And he's like, undo the buckles. And she starts to undo his pants. Yeah. And he's like, no, the buck- other buckles. Because he's also buckled in, like, on his arms and chest. And then you've got, like, J- uh, Gold trying to get the mad scientist out of there. Because when he's out of the lab, he's not mad anymore. And he's very reasonable. Mm-hmm. It's just like so much chaos and so many bits and puns. It's like too much. It is overwhelming. And I found it very satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my favorite scene. (laughs) It's just mad. Like your favorite scene was most of the movie. Yeah. My favorite scene. Because it's kind of like. But encapsulated into this one wild chaotic moment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, for me, it's a tie between the opening scene and the scene where Goldblum f- forces Ed Begley Jr. to knock before he enters the room because he's on the phone. <laughs> and he's like, you got to knock, dude. Oh, yeah, I've been working pretty hard. But listen, I've got right some time off. And uh, I was wondering, could we have dinner tonight? I've got to. Hey, 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 hey. Who are you talking what to? What are you doing? You don't knock? I got to knock? It's impolite to walk into a person's room without knocking. Uh, okay, okay, whatever you, know what you want. What I'm doing. I'm sorry, I was interrupted by a wind so what about tonight hey hey what are you doing i knocked yeah but you didn't wait for who is it and uh, oh now i gotta wait for who is it please. how long is out, this gonna out, go out uh-huh uh-huh well no you could get a babysitter at the hotel no 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 i'm sure they have one or you know Lars is so capable she's very grown up you've got to say who is it now now look yes. i i will i will contend that this this scene is not shot well no, uh, it's shot almost entirely on a wide. And then when Ed Begley finally does get in this in the room, that's because they walked into various parts of the room. And the camera follows them and pushes in and mm-hmm. follows them and pushes in. And I know from listening to the commentary that the director was pressed for time by his producers. 
they only had 30 days. They had to go. And they and because they had to shoot mm-hmm. this overseas, they didn't have a chance to storyboard everything. They had to kind of get the locations they got and then just kind of figure it out and go. But the scene was just not shot very well. But I think that the the germ of that idea, it's like a scene that was like, oh, this could have been killer if you had a little time to work that out or if you yeah. had to work that out in advance, which he couldn't do. And this was his first real movie that he directed. But it's like, boy, you had a, a moment there that could have could have could have happened. But that's if the, if that scene, if you watch that scene as a stage play, it would sure. have been a lot funnier for sure. Right. And I think then the actors could have found more of those moments themselves because then you're just shooting this in a big wide. But it, I mean, that's kind of what it was. It's what a lot of this movie was, but it was like uh, you're just watching a big sketch show. But it was a sketch show with a lot of sketches where and the people are, as Mark said, are in 10th grade. And they're like, I'm not sure what's funny about this bit, but I'll just keep slapping myself in the dick and maybe people will laugh. <laughs> Eric is nodding her head, so happy. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so great. Yeah, exactly. So great. Well, that was the thing. They kick Frankenstein in the nuts, and he's like, "Oh!" And I laughed because I was thinking the mad scientist gave him sensitive nuts, and that made me laugh out loud. That he down to Uh, that detail. I think that you were giving them a little bit of credit on that one. I just, I mean, I don't think they thought that. I think they just thought, "Kick him in the nuts. That'll be good." I, I just hope that you guys watch this and then you now have a better idea of the direction <laughs> Steeman is going to go oh, in. I'm very so just very prepare excited. yourselves yeah. for the Steeman Michael script. Richards, what are you up to? No, 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 no. <laughs> Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Jeff Daniels. He'll kill it. Uh, all right, great. Let's get into final questions. Here are our final questions for Transylvania 65000. Of the front page stories printed in the Sensation tabloid that Goldblum and EBJ work for, which of these headlines do you think Goldblum wrote? Are alien creatures using your body for sex while you sleep? Yes. Yes. I was dead for a week and liked it. Or man runs nude through Vatican. <laughs> yes. One I think and the three. first one, one and three. Yeah. One, one and three? three. Okay. I mean, yeah. there's no wrong answer here. So that's great. <laughs> um, is Transylvania 65000 the name of the hotel? <laughs> I don't know if it's the name of the hotel or if it's just the general like Transylvania like. But he theme picks song. up the. He but he up picks the up phone. the phone yeah. and he says Transylvania six five thousand. Is that the name of the hotel? I but took also, it as the phone number. Yeah, but also I don't you know, know how they do like. But why does he answer the phone? Why do you do you answer your phone and just start going through <laughs> saying your phone? I do. When I answer the phone, if you guys ever call me, uh, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. If you guys ever call me, I will Thank repeat you. my number when I when I pick up the phone. Okay. Um, we've maybe sort of no, we haven't. We have not talked about this. Why did Elizabeth travel to Transylvania with her daughter for only a couple days from New York? What's going on here? There's something fishy. Mm. maybe she has a URL pass and she's going to do some country hopping (laughs) from New York. Well, no, I'm saying that she's only in Transylvania for a little while because then she's going to go to the Czech Republic and she's going to spend some time there and, you know, she's she's get some action going in different countries. (laughs) She's going to let her kid almost get lost in many countries around Europe. Yeah. 
By the way, another line I loved is that Goldblum's talking to her on the phone in that scene. He's like, well, maybe you can get a babysitter at the hotel. He's like, well, I don't know. Maybe they have such a thing. And I'm like, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Your babysitter Jeff. will be Michael Richards. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you want they that. They don't. They don't have that. What hotel is like, oh, we also provide a babysitter if you <laughs> want to just leave your kid at the hotel. Anyway, um, when was Gina Davis captured and chained to the wall again? I don't overthink it. Uh, yeah, I, I thought she did that to herself. Yeah, I was going to say that too, that she just chained herself up just wow. for funsies. Okay. She had a lot of, it was a long chain. Like she had freedom to walk around. She gave and herself another, a lot of leeway with that That was chain. another hilarious part of my favorite scene where he's like, go back into your corner. <laughs> She's like, all right. Because he gets down there when he gets in the lab, he sees that the, the locks are undone and he goes, where's my Odette? And that's the time, the second time through that I was like, who is Odette? Mm-hmm. I don't know who mm-hmm. he's talking about. And then I was like, okay, oh, it's Gina Davis. Cause then she's there later chained up. Also, why is she chained up? Yeah. I think she just did it for mm. funsies. I think yeah. she did. Yeah. She's just, that's what she likes to do. Yeah. Mm. All right. How excited were you when they introduced Twisto to the film? Oh, <laughs> yes. <Who>? Twisto. <laughs> exactly. Twisto is the creature from the Black Lagoon mm-hmm. character that they mentioned, who, oh, though you can't yeah. see in the commentary, there's another guy in the commentary, the director, a guy who was a visual consultant who worked on several different New World movies. And he uh, he says, oh, you probably should have insert here because you see <laughs> EBJ leap away in pain and run away from the water. Yeah. And there's a hand sticking out of the water. Yeah. And you only see the hand. That's our quote unquote creature from the black lagoon. Yeah. And when you see him show up, he's like a contortionist in a mm-hmm. black leotard. Yeah. He's in the movie for five minutes. Maybe uh. and in a movie packed with characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they introduce him. They don't. It's just a hand that grabs EBJ's yeah. nuts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he and said, and he, and, and he literally says that. Why did you grab him? To just like, just so people even know who the hell he is. Right. To just tie the two together. Like this was the person that was in the water. Right. Because we never showed the person get in or get out of the water. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 If, um, we'll see how this goes. If one of the final headlines of the movie, the newspaper headlines that come up at the very end of the movie, um, that talk about each individual character. uh, If one of those was one of our t-shirts, which one would it be? You're gonna have to give me some multiple choice on that one because I do. Um, doctor <laughs> I mean, gives like himself a vasectomy, <laughs> accidental vasectomy. Is the actual accidental vasectomy? Your two favorite characters are we? We never had a, a hump. A hump. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we never had a hump. That's actually the a good Frankenstein one. lives. Of course, is the first one because mm-hmm. that's the the headline that he wanted. Um, vampire. Yeah, he has like a massive tr- bolt. town dry. Um. I like we never had a hump. Okay. So you're changing your answer? I'm changing it, yeah. I'm changing it from vasectomy. I mean, it's no Sissy Spacek or Culver City City Cadillac magazine, but... Yeah, yeah. it's very true. Very true. I'm just saying. It's just something to think about. But it could be we never had a hump, and it could be the outline of them, like, touching heads or something. Vampire sucks town dry. That's just... I'm just throwing that out there. Does have Gina Davis. Yeah. Uh, let's get into our research. Uh, this was released in November 1985, just missing October. 
which of course the director laments in the commentary that of yeah. course they should have put this out in October, but they yeah. didn't. Um, instead, New World was too busy releasing The Boys Next Door. Uh, that spooky story. <laughs> <laughs> Of like, I mean, two psycho guys that go on a kill spree for sure. But I don't know. That's not it's not really a horror film. But you oh mean well. curfew. <laughs> yeah, that's no brothers. That no, that's brothers. These are just two friends. Different. Oh, totally different. Fair, totally different. Totally different. OK. Unrelated. Unrelated. Yeah. Yes. They yeah. also released Standalone in September mm-hmm. 1985 and New World would finish off 1985 with Making Contact. Oh, that's a good one. The editor for this is Harry Keller. He's a longtime editor and he was a director under contract for Universal. And I bring him up because famously or infamously, he directed all the reshoot scenes for Orson Welles's Touch of Evil. All the scenes oh, when wow. they cut the film without him and they said, go off and make these moves. So he got a lot of shit for that because everybody was like, how dare you? But he was a director under contract for Universal. So he just had mm. to do what he had to do. Um, the guy who gets attacked in the opening scene uh, in the very, very opening scene, which, again, I would I would also like to point out, should have been made to look like it was some sort of VHS uh, looking shot, but it wasn't. It looks just like the reg- the film looks yeah. the entire time. So it's hard yeah. to even discern that this is somebody's video camera work. But would you say this is like one of the first found footage movies ever to be released? <laughs> it could be. Maybe. I mean, as long as you only count the first 30 seconds, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, the plot is based on found footage. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting, the the scene, the actor in that scene is Robert F. Lyons, who played the villain Harrison Hancock in Black Oak Conspiracy. No, way. no. wow. Yeah, he was oh, producing wow. a little bit for New World at the time. He's an associate producer on Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Mm-hmm. And he was li- he's listed in the credits as a production representative. So he was there with some of the New World executives. And so they threw him in the shop because they couldn't get a local actor um, because they were shooting in Yugoslavia. So they already had to shoot a lot with Yugoslavian actors. So they were, you know, when they could. That's, I think, why the director also took a little role. They were just trying to make it easy because, you know, the Yugoslavians had, had their fair share of, of troubles. Um, the project was, uh, five years in the making with new world, apparently turning it down once. And why? Yeah. That's... They eventually, but also made me think they had five years to rewrite this script. <laughs> um, yeah. They decided to make it once the Omen producer Mace Newfeld came on board. Newfeld would go on and his son was also a producer on the film too. He would go on to produce the hunt for red October and all the subsequent Jack Ryan movies, as well as the two equalizer films. And he just passed away just recently. The director again points out that Mace and some of the other producers were constantly on him to keep going and keep going. And he was like, you need time. It's comedy, which, you know, to a degree, he's totally right. Mm -hmm. You need a little bit of time to make the comedy gel, but also, you can do that if you more more prepared. And like I mentioned, he wasn't really prepared because he didn't know all the Yugoslavian uh, sets and think where they were going to be. So they were constantly having to come up with how they were going to shoot things on the fly. Hold on. Ryan, slow down. I'm trying to take notes for Steeman. Just, <laughs> this wait. is how you don't slow make Steeman. Slow down, this is, how, this is how you don't Shit, make Steeman. Hold on. Steeman. All right. Um, New World picked up most of the budget, but the below the line costs were paid by Dow Chemical Company which had frozen assets that had to be spent in Yugoslavia. And that's why they shot the film there. What? <laughs> I New mean, world, it, baby. Wow. <laughs> Here's what really happened. 
New World, <laughs> five years in the making, New World had this movie. They went like, uh, yeah, we're not going to do this. Then Dow called and said, like, we're sitting on this boatload of cash and we're going to pay for most of the movie. And New World was like, we'll do it. We got it. We're, <laughs> we're we start next week. Yeah. Everybody get on the plane and the other yeah. plane, the other plane and the little little train. <laughs> we are doing this. I, I feel like in this is, you know, post-Corman era, but I feel both both eras of New World pictures were like, I'm not sure I want to make that movie because I don't want to spend all that money. Well, somebody else is going to pay for some of it. Oh, well, now I'm interested. You want to make it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's as long as 100%. they weren't footing the entire bill, yeah. I'm interested. That tracks. Um, reportedly, Newfeld was asked by New World to come up with other stories to feature Goldblum and Begley Jr.'s character. With Rudy DeLuca directing, there were going to be a lot of road movies where they went to different places. But, as we can hear in this clip... Transylvania 6 5000 was given one star by ticket buyers on both coasts. Movie Track says that crowds were okay, but getting an audience for more than two weeks for Transylvania 6 5000 will be like getting blood from a stone. Only 2% rated at the very best, and 14% loved it, 29% liked it, while 45% said they were disappointed, and 10% said the movie was a bomb. So, <laughs> those people don't have any taste. Uh, no taste. I think we can safely put uh, the three of us in separate parts of <laughs> that, what, that absolutely, equation. Absolutely. There is, you are in the, I liked it, mm -hmm. I'm in, was disappointed, and Mark thought it was a bomb. <laughs> Did this that movie was, make money? It made a little bit um, because it was made for such little money. So they made some profit, but not a lot. So, and the reason is, so the reason they didn't make more of these movies is because it didn't make a ton of money. Um, uh, Entertainment Tonight here isn't, and their poll aren't the only people that said it was bad. Critically, it was slammed. Um, in fact, I think that's so unfair. Can I just, I'm sorry, Ryan's research. Sure, I just have sure. to jump in. I just think it's people were super harsh on, on Rudy. He watched Mel Brooks. He's not Mel Brooks, but he sure. did his best. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, look, he tried. He, he worked on Mel, he worked alongside Mel Brooks. He worked for him. He tried. I felt like this is his homage. He's like, I can do it too. It can't, well, but that's fine because he tried. And the guy, the really guy who hilarious stuff the there. guy who directed Crimes of Passion, he was just trying. Stop he was it. trying his best. Stop. He's trying to Don't. make a good movie. How dare you? You continue Ryan's research now. <laughs> this conversation is over. Period. He's trying to make a good movie, and he made a great, fun <laughs> movie. Is what he made. How dare you both? How dare you? <laughs> Um, so, of course, uh, uh, one of Leonard Maltin's uh, most famous um, reviews is from this movie where he just basically said the title of the film and said stinks. And that was it. And that was his review. <laughs> Doesn't, though. Did he see Cockfighter? Oh. <laughs> and, he didn't and, watch him in the right order. And at least one. Now, I listened to an interview with um, Ed Begley Jr., and he said he's like much more open to the movie now, but apparently was not so happy with the movie at the time. But there is another cast member who agrees with Leonard Maltin's review. Teresa Ganzel, who played Elizabeth, she told PopGeeks.com in 2014 that, quote, not to offend the cast or anything like this, because that was a fantastic cast. But I kind of agree with Leonard Maltin. I think the movie did kind of stink. Now, here's the deal. 
I run into people, more people than I can count. They're sincere about it. They go, oh my God, that's my favorite movie. I love that movie. And I can tell when it's sincere. There's a lot of people that love that movie. I think Transylvania 65000 does kind of stink. I don't know. Somehow it didn't come together. Like I said, that's not the fault of anyone. It was quite a good group, in fact. A wonderfully talented group of people came together, and that movie kind of stunk, in my opinion. But that's art, actually. I mean, certain people love that movie like a piece of art. Okay, real so quick, how Teresa, about that? coming off of Duck Factory, going into Top Cat and the Beverly Hills Cat, then going into Summertime Switch or The Granny. You know what? Oh, okay. You're going to point fingers at that. Let's just peruse your career. Oh, look at this beach movie. Oh, look, Clifford's bit really big movie. Oh, Nito. Look at you. You know what? You can't fucking throw stones, Teresa. How dare you? How dare you take Leonard's side on this? He probably had <laughs> diarrhea and that's why he gave it a shitty review because he needed to just get off set and go take a shit because he had a bad burrito. How dare you side with him to say this movie stinks. You fucking you traitor. Say- you fucking said, oh, no disrespect to the cast. You were in the cast, bitch. Oh, she my said God. Certain people love this movie like it's art and that's okay. Just like okay. people. Some people think Clifford is art. <laughs> Sorry, Clifford's really big movie, Mark. His really big one. Right, not Clifford. Yeah. Not not the uh, mm. Charles Grodin. Mm. Not that Clifford. Oh, Glass okay. houses, Teresa. Glass houses. That's all I'm saying. In the director's commentary, DeLuca says he actually wrote the movie for Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari, who were on Bosom Buddies. Bosom oh, Buddies. Weird. Yeah. Wow. Weird. But wow. New World had no idea who Tom Hanks was, and they did not buy it. <laughs> But they knew who Peter Scolari was. They were like, I just think they didn't know them at all, but they just, you know, including Tom Hanks. I, I you know, we're getting this from Rudy, and I think he was kind of saying, like, and then he he goes, It's a surprise, they're uh, no longer in business. Cause he was just saying, How could you turn down Tom Hanks? But at the time, he really was only known for bosom buddies. So Teresa, you were born in Toledo, Ohio, you traitorous bitch. <laughs> How dare you? By the you way, fucking um traitor. Uh, I've read the opposite, but in the in the interview that I listened to with with EBJ, he says that he got Goldblum involved in the movie and said, come on, we'll fix the script later, which is funny. Um, and he says he does. That's when he said he didn't mind talking about the movie. And of course, uh, uh, that's where this is where Jeff Goldblum met Gina Davis. They had not met each other before. And um, I also read that. Uh, Years later, Begley Jr. and his then wife went with Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis for a weekend because she wanted to take him somewhere for his birthday. So they went to Vegas and Ed Begley Jr. is the one who said, you guys should get married. And they did get married that weekend in Vegas <laughs> due to EBJ's prompting. Wow. And then they would go on to make two, three, three movies altogether, but two more movies after this. The Fly is next. And the reason they get cast for The Fly is because who produces The Fly? but keeps his name off of the credits is a Brooks film. It was a Mel Brooks film. He doesn't direct Roger it. Roger Corman. No, no. I mean, I, you're looking at me. I don't know. Mel Brooks produced producing. It's from his production company, but he keeps his name off the credits because he didn't want people to think it was a Mel Brooks movie, but oh. he is the one who showed them uh, to Cronenberg and Cronenberg, you know, casts the two of them in the fly. Then they also make 1988 uh, earth girls are easy uh, right before their Divorced in 1991. And their divorce hmm. is still hitting me very hard. <laughs> <sighs> they have both remarried 
It's still and divorced fresh uh, for to Gina me, Davis. Ryan. It's yeah. still fresh. Well, they've they've they have definitely moved on. 1991. <laughs> they've they've moved on. Anyway, that is it. That is it for Transylvania six five thousand. We did it, guys. We did it, Mark. We're through to the other side. How are you feeling? Uh, you know, whatever I watch next is going to be good. <laughs> I don't know. This is I think the New you're World pi- are you podcast. picking next? Are you picking oh, next? Oh yes, I am. Okay. Well, before that, we're going to have our business review, and we're going to decide uh, <laughs> really how serious we are about watching every movie made by New World Pictures. <laughs> that's what. That's the. That's the mission. That's the mission statement, Mark. I'm just saying. I don't know. I, I don't know. We should discuss. Listen, I I hear you as your colleague, but the board. I mean, the board's pretty set. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the board if not us? Mark, the board's pretty set. They're it's pretty, pretty set. set. They're pretty it's set pretty on set. this being the being the I focus of the podcast. I'm sorry. Once again, the board is always they, fucking me. They over. just I don't know if they're gonna budge on this, Mark. I mean, yeah, I'll I'm happy well. I'm happy to bring it to them. But uh, you know, you know the board. I do know the board. We're all talking right now. We are we <laughs> this just, is the board. I'm not sure the board's gonna go for it. Yeah, you know. I don't know. But I'm on your side, buddy. Yeah, well, well, if you're asking me and you're not, this movie queefed and it was a double queef. It was one of those queefs where you queef and then later you're walking through the kitchen to get water and you surprise queef again. And you're like, oh, I wasn't wow. done. Yeah, so. I was going to ask, does this movie queef? Hell yeah. Instead of Hell yeah. Queef. Extra ADR. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Mark, do you think this movie queefs? Absolutely not. Not, what? not at all. No, not there's a, not even a. <laughs> no, oh. no, nothing. Boo, Mark, boo. Nothing. I think it, it is nothing. Wow. That, that, it, no. Wow. I think there might be wow. the slightest. No, it's it's a one of those moments where you go, wait, did I just did I queef? I don't know. Did I? <laughs> I'm not sure if I did. And you spend the night thinking about it, like. I don't know. I what happened? Accidental queen. What happened? Did I? Yeah. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know what happened anymore. I don't even yeah. I have, know if I know or myself. Or was that just like a fart that went? Yeah. Exactly. That that's went, what I right. believe. Yeah. Did it just blow it, up? Yeah, that's it. It's and, and it's like, did I I'm, queef? And then you're like, oh no, no, that was just a fart. I can <laughs> I, definitely a fart. Okay, we're good. Fart that went north. <laughs> and on that note, that is it for us with Transylvania Six Five Thousand. We hope you like this episode. If you can, if you have the time and inclination, please give us a five-star review wherever you are listening to your podcast. You can follow us also on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook, and we'll see you next time. Most importantly, listen to us next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. New World Podcast 3, 5,000. New World Podcast 3, 5,000. Ryan and Erica, Mark, 5,000. Mark and Erica, Ryan. 5,000. Will we scare you? Will we thrill you? Will you love this podcast? New World Podcast 3. 5,000. Music.